It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. It's that time of year again, the time for our new Princess Switch movie, The Princess Switch 3 Romancing the Stars, aka all the Vanessa Hudgens. I'm Candace, and with me is my co-host Arzu. Hey Arzu. Hello. So we're not just talking about Princess Switch, but all Christmas movies today. Yes. But we had just finished watching it, so we want to talk about this. If you don't know, this is a Netflix movie that Vanessa Hudgens meets another Vanessa Hudgens. They switch. She ends up marrying a prince, and she becomes a princess. One of them does. Okay. So yeah. the American like- Vanessa Hudgens becomes a princess. The British one, well, the European one. Yeah, I don't know what that accent is. In the second movie, becomes the queen of her country and marries American Vanessa Hudgens' best friend. Yes. A dream okay. scenario. <laughs> exactly. So they're all married to each other's friends, and I don't know. Okay, so the summary of this third movie is the cousin of a British Euro- European Vanessa Hudgens. Um, Who is also in the second movie. Yes. She's enlisted by Queen Margaret and Princess Stacy. Princess Stacy makes me laugh all the time because it's such a... Because <laughs> it sounds like something someone made up. Just like in the Princess of Prince Christmas one oh the christmas prince yes queen amber yeah queen amber. at least a little bit no, no a little more well more than no offense to anybody named stacy but like okay. you know because you know what it makes me think of it makes me think of like barbie's little sister stacy yeah and like a special like, like packaging like princess stacy alongside yeah. queen barbie or like whatever like that's what it makes me think of so yeah anyway okay. so margaret's cousin fiona teams up with a man from her past to retrieve it with romance resulting in unexpected switch so yeah again we got the romance going on this one focused a lot on fiona the like evil cousin who kidnapped the american vanessa hudgens in the last (laughs) and tried to steal the throne from the european vanessa hudgens yes well this vanessa hudgens is blonde yeah that's how you know she's different yeah also she's very over the top yeah okay i will say this I like that she had a redemption arc. I like that she found love. Here's my problem with the movie. There wasn't nearly enough Prince Edward in it. He was such an idiot during it. He is such an idiot. He is such a himbo prince. And I love him to pieces. And there just wasn't enough of him. Okay. So Remy is, is the love interest for Fiona. And he was in Crazy Rich Asians. And he was the kid who wasn't blipped in Spider-Man um, oh, Far From Home, right. that first with MJ, that Peter nearly sent the missile at. Right, 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 right. I forgot That's about that. Because I kept looking at him like, I know this kid. He's been in a few things. And it was predictable. There was a scene where they go to a Christmas festival and ice skate and they fall and they look at each other. Oh, okay. But I think... We are overlooking the most crucial part of this movie. And that is that it definitively proves my Netflix Christmas cinematic universe theory on two fronts, not just on the one. Oh. So they mention they have they receive something for their Christmas festival from Panglia, which is the nation from the third Christmas Prince movie. The pseudo extremely Asian one that directly borders Europe without the transitional countries but that's fine um (laughs) simon is in this movie he is 
Simon and is the evil cousin from Christmas Prince 1 and 2, for those of you who have not done yourselves the favor of watching Christmas Prince. I call him, like, uh, TV movie Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Like, he yeah. has that energy compared to the pr- his cousin Prince. Like, there's a very Thor Loki kind of vibe. He's also, like, the more interesting of the two. Oh, definitely. And, yeah, I want a Simon movie. When are we going to get a Simon movie, Netflix? Okay, well, you remember how with the MCU, how they had all of those movies that kind of built to the Avengers that centered around Loki. Oh, we're going to get a Simon series. Not a Simon series, but when they eventually have the big event movie that crosses over Christmas Prince and the Princess Switch and A Night Before Christmas, which I maintain is in the same universe, it's all going to center around Simon somehow. Yes. He like is. Simon discovers that magic and time travel are real, as we know from A Night Before Christmas. And he's going to try to harness this power to like become king of Aldovia or something. And everybody has to stop him. Oh, Call me then Netflix. He, then he's going to fall in love with a fifth Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. One from the past. <gasps> like their, oh. their ancestor or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this this netflix these people have it down the double the double vanessa hudgens there's so many shots wide shots of them in the Mm -hmm. same um same room same shot uh interacting with each other like you can see in the post credits like the double with them but yeah it's done flawlessly it's done very very well like i at one point like logically i know that it's all vanessa hudgens mm -hmm. but at one point i forgot that it was the same actress over and over again so I, I remember saying out loud to my mother, oh, I feel bad for the girl playing Stacy. She doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's not true. Yeah, there isn't much Stacy or Margaret or yeah. their husbands. I mean, at least Margaret gets the fancy party scene. Yeah. Well, but... she has to pretend to be Fiona. But and Stacy does have to pretend to be Fiona at her hearing, which is a yeah, whole thing. Which is a whole other subplot. But I honestly think Stacy was just worried about stressing her husband out. <laughs> Because Edward stresses out very easily. He like he's like, oh no, we're doing this again. <laughs> like he's got such an aversion to the switching. And I get it because, you know, his wife was kidnapped. And it was a beautiful moment where he tried to break down the door and rescue her. But that's a whole other thing. Go watch the second Princess Switch. But I think it just stresses him out so much that she's just like, fine, we won't switch. Because it stresses you out. I don't even mm-hmm. think she cares all that much that there's two people in her house that look exactly like her. Yeah. I was really expecting a fourth Vanessa Hudgens in this movie. Me too. Like, I was expecting, like, maybe the, like, because they don't show Fiona's mother. They show in a back, in a flashback, her from behind. And I was like, oh, she's going to, like, just have, like, an older, older face. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been wild. So Simon's in there. He talks to Margaret, who he thinks is Fiona. And he's like, I'm Simon from Adovia. Remember me? And she's like, yeah. So, (sighs) okay. So there have been so many Christmas movies already out. This is coming out like on Thanksgiving. So another new one that we actually both liked, we were very surprised each other like this, is Love Hard starring Nina Dobrev. Is that how you you say it? Starring Nina Dobrev and Jimmy O. Yang. Yes. And the summary is, after meeting her perfect match on a dating app, an L.A. writer learns she's being catfish when she flies 3,000 miles to surprise him for Christmas. Okay, so I didn't know what to expect going to this movie. It relies heavily on online dating, which is a very sore subject. <laughs> and I 
first of all, was just sobbing with laughter at how truly terrible it makes online dating look. Because I feel like a lot of these movies that talk about online dating don't really get into how awful it is and how soul-sucking it is. I appreciated that. Second of all, their dynamic is just so sweet and so sincere. And it's just such a lovely depiction of two people falling in love because of who they are that I was sobbing by the end of it. And I really wasn't expecting to like, like on it, like tears, vision blurred. Like it was a mess. It was not pretty, but. but It didn't make me cry, but it did make me laugh out loud, which few of these Christmas by the formula movies do. Mm -hmm. It actually had like some humorous parts. It had a great update of baby. It's cold outside because like, (laughs) <laughs> Nina's character that hates that song which I especially in my early 20s I was like I went through that whole rage of like this is songs inappropriate why are they playing it kind of thing even though it's, it's everywhere so yeah. she is forced to sing it because of a chorus oh it has the actor from Glee oh Harry Shum Jr. and he is amazing he's just he, doing the most at any given time and that's his character. That's that's a lot of what made me laugh is like he'll just be in the background reacting to things. Yeah. And he is giving it his all. And it's amazing. And I appreciate it had a diverse cast without making the plot be about race, which, which is something like is so big with me. Mm-hmm. It, every time like I want to see other people celebrating Christmas other than white people. Okay. Thank you. Because like my family is Middle Eastern and you know, living outside of the Middle East, like, you know, when, when your family moves away, mm-hmm. you kind of adapt to the holidays of where you go. Yeah. So I grew up celebrating Christmas because my parents were like, well, we don't like the, the, you know, what is the word? The winter solstice like isn't really celebrated here. And they're like, well, our kids are going to feel left out. So they, yeah. as soon as my brother and I were born, started celebrating Christmas. So, and a lot of people think that's strange, but it's like, no, it's, it's where we live. It's what everybody celebrates here. And I loved that the, this is a movie of like a largely Chinese family celebrating Christmas. Do you yeah, know what I mean? They have their own traditions. It's not their like own because, traditions, their own. Yeah. Because like the stepmom's wife, but like his family has been celebrating this before she came into the picture. This is yeah. something they are part of. Like my father's Hindu and he gets into Christmas more than anyone. He has like a giant polar bear. An inflatable, like, Santa. Mm-hmm. He loves decorating for Christmas. He loves celebrating Christmas. He would go to church with us, too, just to be part of the family, like, celebration. So, yeah. like, it's something that's very real. Like, um, Tia Sakura, who, you know, I love because she is voice Sabine Wren on <laughs> Star Wars Rebels. She stars in a few um, Christmas movies. Go. And I was like, absolutely excited to see her, like, because, like, yeah, we celebrate too. Like, oh my God. Like my my father, I think, is, is the reason that my mom went with the Christmas thing. Like she likes it. And then there's my dad who starting mid-October is like, can we pull out the Christmas movies now? Like that's my father. So that to see like a house with that kind of energy, I'm like, yes, I know these people. I feel like we are these people. So yeah. And it was just, it was fun. And it has a 94% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which oh, I think good. is it's well-deserved. I was ready to fist fight over this movie, but I'm glad that everybody seems to like it. Yeah. And yeah, plenty of, it's gotten really good reviews too. New York Times good. liked it. A bunch of other places too. So it's not just us being like our cliche loving movies. 
The one, the one critique I have. It's Go a very small it. critique. When they are going through his profile, his dating profile, um, and she's like pointing out what's wrong with it. The least realistic thing about this movie is that he doesn't have a picture where he's holding a fish. <laughs> or he's standing near an exotic animal. <laughs> or he's in, or he's like standing. I know there's like the joke of him holding the wrench and you can see the bathroom behind him. But it's very unrealistic that there was no selfie in the car or that there was mm -hmm. no selfie in the bathroom mirror. Because yeah. we all know that these details, the exotic animal, the bathroom, the fish, are included in the manual they give men when they make dating profiles. So I just thought that was a little unrealistic. Or a photo of them with a dog that they don't own anymore. Oh, God. Right. Or some just straight up a dog they never owned. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget the one photo. Well, granted, this doesn't really apply to Josh because he doesn't seem to have like a huge social circle. But that one photo where they've awkwardly cropped out everybody else. Yeah. Or they cropped out a woman. Mm. And you're like, oh, there's your ex right there. <laughs> or worse, where they didn't crop their ex out. <laughs> you're like, okay, thanks for that. Okay. So did you watch this movie, Father Christmas is Back? I did not. Good. Okay. Good. Okay, so... I was with my parents after my mom's surgery and we were just like, you know, comfort, a bunch of comfort stuff. And right. so we watched this one and it was, it was terrible. The, the, the trailer came on after Love Hard and my mom's like, oh, let's watch it. So the next day we did. The summary is four sisters who have reunited for the Christmas holiday in a Yorkshire mansion um, uncovered a long buried secret that tore the family apart many years ago. And Kelsey Grammer stars as a British person with American accent. Um, what? He hasn't been in, in um, the UK in two decades. So he's like, oh, lost that accent. Does he actually say that? Yeah. Because John Cleese plays his brother. He didn't even want to try? Didn't even try. My father <sighs> really has just been there for the paycheck, in, huh? Yeah. My father has been in America for nearly 40 years. And he still has a slight accent. Yeah. Like, it doesn't just go away like that, you know? Especially, like, if you hang around people who speak the way you used to. Yeah. Or the way you that. speak now, your accent changes. Like, yeah. everybody's does. Mine does. Yeah. Like, the way you hear me speaking now is not the way I talk to my friends. So, yeah, like, my Canadian friends. I mean, Candace and I are obviously very close I was about to, to say, damn. No, just, like, like, my Canadian friends. Like the way it's a holiday here. special. The drama's coming out. I'm sorry, Candace. I love you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the whole directing, the writing, the editing is so weak. It's like not even one of those bad movies that are fun to watch. Mm, it's just bad. Yeah, and Elizabeth Hurley's in it. Oh, damn, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, and the woman who plays her mother is only five years older than her. So big Amy Poehler, um, Rachel McAdams. Energy. Yeah, mean girl. Yeah, because she's meant to play 10 years younger, which Elizabeth Hurley still looks gorgeous. She can play whatever age she wants. There we go. So my question is, oh, have you seen any other movies? Not this year. Okay. It's still early. It's still early. Yeah, they're still, they're still cycling out. The question is, like, why do we love these mushy holiday movies? Because I honestly, I can't get enough of them. I have, like, DVR'd on my parents' TV at their house. Like, before I left, I was like, record, 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 record. All the Hallmark channels because I don't have cable. So... NBC News asked Pamela Rutledge, a behavioral scientist and director of the Media Psychology Research Center, the reliability of Hallmark movies 
plot formulas takes an emotional journey that can especially beneficial during the stress of the season she says um the human brain loves patterns and predictability those predictable story arcs that draw on the standard patterns we recognize from fairy tales offer comfort but presenting life as simple and moralistic because like the bad guys always lose if there even is a bad guy yeah usually sometimes it's just the weather is a bad guy it's snowing oh no or their own grumpiness is a bad guy yes and katie morton told the Huffington Post she's a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist and author are Are You Okay? A Guide to Caring for Your Mental Health, said knowing what to expect can be relaxing and it shows life in a much slimper way without all the unknowns and complexities of regular life. It helps us escape during a stressful holiday time. I I completely agree with all of this. I think there is comfort in the, the familiarity. There's comfort in the environment. Um sort of like knowing you kind of know the beats you know that like 20 minutes before the end they're gonna have the fight and it's gonna they're gonna make it up and the visuals are always very similar and like the the overall aesthetic and the location and it's all just so cozy and familiar like if you don't like it it looks repetitive but it, it is repetitive it is I love yeah, the hell even it. like it's extremely it. repetitive but there is something to be said that like you know, the holiday season is extremely stressful for a number of reasons. And just watching people's biggest problems be things like who is going to bake cookies for the county hall cookie fair. And also is the grumpy sheriff going to learn to believe in love again or whatever. Like those are such non problems that it is nice to have a non problem for 90 minutes during a very stressful time of year. Also, um, someone on Reddit asked this, and DorkBot3000 said, the people are almost always nice. If it's a small town, everybody is super nice and friendly and generous and helpful and looking out for one another. So it gives like this idealistic idea of a town, a group of people, like a found family or just family in general. Yeah, which is always, always a big part of it. And I think... I think, yeah, that's what it all comes down to is it's like nobody in any, I mean, maybe, I don't know, but no, nobody in a small town, no town ever has ever been this into the holidays. Like even the, the smaller towns that we have around here that do like Christmas light festivals. Yeah. Those are a tourist draw. They're not a local draw. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, I just think there is something to be said for this pardon the bad joke with this Hallmark card version <laughs> of what Christmas is. Like, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's kind of like to, to a different extent, but like, you know, my favorite genre of book is romance novels. And granted, there is a bigger variety of romance novels than there are of like Hallmark Christmas movies, but the sort of knowledge that it's going to hit very familiar beats and it's going to end well, and it's not the story you're telling, it's how you're telling it, I think is the, is the appeal at the end of the day for, yeah. for these movies. And as someone who lives in a very hot climate area, it's fun to see like winter stuff, you know, yeah, happening because I don't get to see it very often. Oh, something else. Um, another redditor said, "Gingerbread Dern said, life is stressful. I can watch a silly movie that is predictable but harmless. It's a warm bath for my brain. The good people win and the bad people are, get punished. It's like playing Animal Crossing or Harvest Moon. Oh, I love Harvest Moon. Yeah. It's, it's less stressful than Animal Crossing because I can put it down for a year and nobody in the game guilts me for it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 
it's also something that you can have in the background. You don't have to completely pay attention to. You can wrap presents. You can bake cookies. You oh, yeah. can talk to other people. You don't have to have it focused and then you lose an entire like arc. You can loudly comment on the movie. Yeah, that's always the most fun. Like, yeah. When I was watching Princess Three, uh, the Princess Switch Three, I was like, I was about to text you, but like, oh no, ours is not there yet. When we saw Simon, I was like, oh. Then I texted you, I'm like, Simon's here. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Princess Switch 3. But really, go watch, go watch all of them. Yeah. They have, like, attractive people and nice clothing, picturesque places. And they feel like sugar cookies and cinnamon. I don't know how to explain this. I can't taste a movie on my TV, but if I could, <laughs> these would be the most tasteable. There was a there was a movie I saw last year. It came out in 2019. It's called The Christmas Movie Christmas. And it's about the Christmas two- movie Christmas? Yes. This it's is a Hallmark thing? Yes. It's about okay. two sisters who wake up in a Christmas movie. <gasps> it's very it has a very much lampshading, RZO, oh. which I taught you about. Yes. Which I'm very proud okay. I taught RZO something. <laughs> <laughs> it's which like I don't love, but that's okay. What? I don't love lampshading, but that's okay. Oh, you don't? I know as it's a, so as MCU. It's so MCU. But like once in a while, it's fine. But yeah. when people do it a lot, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, they make a wish to Santa and they wake ins- up inside a Christmas movie. And there's like, there's, I think they have to save the town from a big bank or something like that. And one of them's really into Christmas movies. So she understands all the beats. Oh, I love that. Yes. And there's two men that are like love triangle going on. And it's just like, let's enjoy this because they're all alone for Christmas. And they work a lot. And, you know. Of course they do. I know. I don't like how it demonizes people who work a lot, especially women who are career focused. As long as nobody's giving up their career at the end and it's just like, please take some time for yourself. Because I think that is a lesson a lot of us need, especially right now, is like, please, please take some time for yourself. But, yeah, I don't don't love that. But, yeah, I, I highly recommend it if you're into Christmas movies to watch. A Christmas movie Christmas because it's just fun seeing someone react to all those tropes and know about it. But there's literally hundreds of these movies. Like, I am overwhelmed by the amount of movies there are. If you are looking for one, may I recommend a Christmas movie from either 2015 or 2016 Hallmark movie? It's called Christmas Incorporated. And the only reason I recommend it is because I worked on it. So for that reason alone, please know that anytime they are talking, chances are I'm crouched behind a bush. Oh, so. be like that bush is ours, you. Or like behind a wall. Just know this if you decide to watch it. It's got yeah. somebody from 90210 in it, the reboot. Yeah, that's always it's like some TV show regular is in this movie. And she was like a main character. I'm drawing an absolute blank on the actress's name. But I have no idea. Anyway, that's my that's my Christmas movie recommendation. So yeah, we want to know: Do you like these mushy TV or made for Netflix movies like we do? What's your favorite? Is it a Vanessa Hudgens one? Do you believe in the Netflix Christmas cinematic universe? Yes, we'll put in the show notes the link to that episode and also Arzy's article, including a handwritten chart. Yes, which I I wish I could find it. I'd have to add to it. Oh, yeah, you have to. Yep, because we got more. 
So yes, you can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, the geeky waffle everywhere else, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Patreon, where uh Geeky Waffles After Dark is gonna be premiering very soon for the end of the month. So you'll wanna get on that. Arzu, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Arzuameen, where I am being exactly this unhinged most of the time. Awesome. I'm at Candace is a geek. And we hope you have a happy holidays and stay geeky.